0: The Touchdown City Show is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. to you from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia. Here's your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coburn and Derek Bailey. This is the Touchdown City Show.
1: Welcome into the Touchdown City Show presented by Salango Law. I'm Anthony Lewis in the Stone Church Studio today with Michael Sussman, Derek Bailey, and the GOAT, Avon Coburn. Gentlemen, welcome back after a Mountaineer victory and... The most important part—it was Turkey Day on Thursday. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving.
2: I had a great Thanksgiving, and it was so fantastic to uh, see that, see that, see us pull one out. <laughs> and I just thought about you guys after the fact. It's well, the
3: best. It's the best week of the year every year. Thanksgiving, you get a four-day weekend. You get great football all week. You get great basketball all week, and it's like all you do is sit around and eat and watch sports. It's the best week of the year, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm right
4: there with you. Sat on the couch all day yesterday for Rivalry Saturday. Great Thanksgiving with the family as well, and go to NFL games also.
1: Yes, yeah, I didn't do much. My sister was in. The, the nephews were in.
2: Shakira, Shakira.
1: We had um, so we had a interesting. We have an in- interesting. Um, little sibling or cousin rivalry in the house. We've got two hairless cats that my sister brings. Oh, they, they are hilarious. And then my mom's poodles. Oh. And they they, they literally just fight. It's hilarious. Right. And the cats hunt the dogs down. It's it's just a big mess. But anyway, West Virginia and o- Oklahoma State squared off this weekend in Stillwater for the 14th time, uh, just for the record. West Virginia's record um, against the, the Cowboys is 5-9 and all-time. Three and four in Stillwater, believe it or not. And uh, West Virginia wins yesterday 24-19. And uh, Saturday's win is the first Mountaineer victory over the Cowboys since 2014, which basically ruined Oklahoma State's
3: season. So no wonder they were pissed off and they hammered us however many years in a row. Yes. I think that I think that's only like four wins now in Big 12 play against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State combined. Four wins. I think they're like 4-17 and 17 in Big 12 play.
1: But the good news is we are the 2022 Oklahoma State champions. Yeah. They, they can't take that away from West yeah. Virginia.
2: <laughs> we, we dominated Oklahoma this year, the state of Oklahoma.
3: If you, if you said at the beginning of the year you're going to beat Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Virginia Tech, you're going to win those four games. How many games do you think West Virginia would win? Figured they'd Probably, be defeated. would be yeah, like, defeated. oh, they're going to be 10-2. <laughs> well, first
1: of all, that was our f- first real look at Nico what did you guys think of, of of his performance getting a first not just a series but a real look at him
2: to me I, I thought he played well I mean it was just hard it was hard to, to watch him because he was it was it was not hard to watch him but it was it, the game just it was wet it was hard that passes being dropped and the balls being heavy and I mean <clears throat> we ran the ball well too so. he,
3: he made a beautiful throw on a third down. He made yeah. a beautiful throw over the middle. I can't remember who caught it. He made a great throw on that play. But mm-hmm. like Avon said, that weather, I mean, I know you're going to have to play in the elements and everything, but with your first real live action in a game right. in that weather, you're, I mean, you know I think he was only like two for seven, which, I mean, that's not spectacular, but I don't expect much in, in, that type in a of downpour way. in your yeah, first appearance. Managing. I mean, he was okay.
1: I but, thought he was able to move the chains, um, considering you probably had to reel your playbook back in – a little bit for him, um, you know, because he didn't come in. They had packages. Obviously, that third series was something they planned, but they had they don't have the full playbook for him, not no. like they would a green or had prep like
3: they had for green all week. The key, the key, in my opinion, with him making an appearance, in spring ball, I hope he and green push each other and may the best man win. That's what you want to see. That makes your team better is competition for these positions. And if he can push green and green can push – Nico it that's good for your team and I mean you know may the best man win
2: I right, then we're gonna bring in another guy pay him 85 thousand dollars or eight hundred thousand dollars to to play but you know the whole thing with, with, with Nico again he didn't he did make a couple throws but again you can't you like like Anthony said you can't expect much when you know the the he wasn't expecting to play as much as he thought he was gonna have to but um, I, again, I thought he played well, man, just to be, you know, thrown in the mix and, and saying, okay, it's, you, you got the, you got to carry the load. And mm-hmm. I mean, listen to his interview he was super poised too, super poised and, and, uh, very gracious.
1: He's very polished. Yeah. You know, he's a kid that's been in the spotlight since he was like 13.
4: He had a really good presence out there in the rain and his chemistry with Jalen Anderson back there is really solid as well. Uh, apparently those two have really bonded over the course of this season and it's crazy when you play your two four-star prospects, you win a football game.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is
4: that
2: right?
1: Speaking of, you know, all season we talk about, um, you know, the the running back room has probably been the, the bright spot on this football roster. And, again, yesterday, Jalen Anderson, true freshman, shows up to campus late this year, 15 carries, 150, 155, 152 yards, two touchdowns, Avon, What'd you think of the freshman yesterday?
2: I mean, he ran hard. I mean, one thing I love about body. He, he was a patient runner, but once he made a cut, he went. And I mean, he's a big body, so he's breaking a lot of tackles. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you know he wasn't dancing, and it was funny because I watched uh, uh, Johnson get back there. I was like, "This got to be Johnson!" <laughs> like <laughs> he dancing around. Like, just, just—he's just, just body. Just go, put your foot in the ground and go. And that's what—that's what, um, that's what um, uh, Johnson yeah. did. I mean, Anderson did. Put his foot in the ground and went, and it was it was awesome to watch.
3: And those two long touchdown runs are pretty nice. I mean, I like that. I right. appreciate I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's how you – I mean, obviously you need big plays. That's how you win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like
1: they ran that zone, and you could just watch him be impatient, and then he, boom, he'd plant his foot and go, and there was a couple of broken tackles, and he was gone. And in,
3: in that kind of weather, in that kind of weather, there's a good chance, like, if you break those long runs. I mean, West mm-hmm. Virginia broke two. I don't recall Oklahoma State breaking two long runs, but West Virginia broke two – technically three if you count greens – for touchdowns. I mean, that's what it takes—is plays like that. Because you're really—it's hard to throw in that. Uh, kind of a
1: crazy day, you know. West Virginia tallied 216 of their 370 or 327 yards in the second half. That's an unusual stat for Neil Brown team.
3: Yeah, usually at halftime adjustments. There's no adjustments. There's no adjustment. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, eight, Neil Brown's 18 and four when the team rushes for 100 yards. And um, here, here was something, Michael. Did you hear any of Gundy's press conference? Uh, I saw the intro. So here was something, you know, we, we always wonder how much the fans, you know, yelling go for it and booing and all that stuff. Gundy admitted on his fourth down play that he went for it. He went for it because the fans wanted him to.
3: They're seven and four going in. What do you have to lose? I, I, I'm a, I'm a complete, like when, when uh, Brown went for it around the 50 and didn't make it, I was completely in his corner of going for that. You're five and six. What or five, four and seven, whatever you are. Who cares? Go for it. It's it's the last game of the year. Mm-hmm. Throw some stuff out there, see if it'll work. I agree with Gundy that the fans probably want want to see you do things like that. And hey Kudos to him for doing what they wanted him to do, even though it cost him possibly cost him a loss.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's funny that they did that. He did that. Now it's again. Oh, it wasn't. I, I gave you guys what what, what you wanted, <laughs> and, and this is what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he shouldn't have ran the ball at all. That's the one thing. I'm like, why would you run the ball? Like you were throwing the ball, even though the, the, it wasn't raining super hard. But I'm like, bro, throw the football.
1: Well, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, speaking of coaches and coaches' decisions. We'll talk about some of the coaching carousel, a lot of breaking news this weekend over where some of the coaches are headed to. And then we'll also find out, will Neil Neil Brown stay or will will he go? We'll do all that after
4: this.
0: The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this.
4: The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Solango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at Solangolaw.com.
2: Hey, guys, it's buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings. And guess what? You're going to be a dad? What? No. It's boneless Thursdays, which means free wings. (laughs) You'd be a great dad buy one get one free bonus wings every thursday only at buffalo wild wings buy one get one of equal value free at participating locations for a limited time while supplies last limit one not valid with other offers size exclusions apply delivery and takeout valid on buffalo wild wings website or app may apply
0: welcome back to the touchdown city show
1: welcome back to the touchdown city show presented by selengo law and before we took a break we kind of talked a little bit about the future of neil brown and also some of the coaches carousel. Uh, a lot of news over the weekend. Uh, first of all, you know I always look to, I always like to look at that coacheshotseat.com uh, just to kind of get the temperature so to speak of what's happening. Uh, let's start with um, the news of Luke Fickle over the weekend. Um, Cincinnati's head coach who took his team to the final four this weekend, breaking news and all the
3: reports are saying he is headed to Wisconsin. Uh, that's a that's a really good hire for Wisconsin. He did a great job at Cincinnati, had him in the playoff and he plays Wisconsin style football at Smash Mouth Football. I think he can be a real threat in the Big Ten West now they have Matt Rule as well. Brett, you have Matt Rule and 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 Brett Belima and, and and Luke Fickle. You're talking about Smash Mouth Football and that's Big Ten football right there. and that's a you know, those three coaches in that make that whole division interesting now. Well, Matt
1: Rule um, obviously had Baylor rolling when he was down there, but I think that he may have—you know—he might be one of those guys that kind of just gets on the gets on the ride because Art Brows had a, had a loaded roster down there, and he kind of took that over one. The bounce of the NFL. He was only there, what, three seasons? But I think they were 1-11 his first year. Like, they were in a oh, mess. They were right.
3: 1-11, and and then I think he went 11-3 and and then bounced in the NFL. He did the same thing at Temple. They were horrible, and then he had back-to-back 10 win seasons before he went to Baylor. So, I mean, that's a good hire for Nebraska, in my opinion, because I think he's more of a college coach than pro coach, and he is a program builder, and they need some stability out there in a desperate way. Well, you know, eight and four doesn't get it done at Nebraska. Oh, they fired they fired Bo Pelini at sixty six and twenty seven, and I don't think the rest of the coaches they've hired since then's even won that many games combined. No,
1: no, they haven't.
3: Well, um, here's here's
1: here was a play that I thought was really fun this weekend. The whole Lane Kiffin thing was really fun for oh, me this weekend. He set that up perfectly. Oh, did
3: he not? Oh. I mean, he just played he said, them like a fiddle. Lopold Le- got a raise from Kansas too for the Nebraska job. <laughs> Where where are we in college football? So (laughs) Kansas coach is getting a raise off Nebraska,
1: and this is the day and age of the of the agent working for the coaches. You know, I'm sure the agent reached out and said, "Hey, Auburn is talking," and blah 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 blah. There was reports from credible reporters that had sources that said he was leaving. So you know, they probably leaked this stuff out, and then um, and then boom,
3: nine million a year he gets. Yeah, eight nine million a year for Lane Kiffin. I mean, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong, Lane Kiffin, I think Lane Kiffin did a, he's doing a good job at Mississippi, but they, they didn't win a game after Auburn fired their coach. And now the guy that's rumored to go there and freeze, they didn't win a game either after Auburn fired their coach. <laughs> well, they were both trying to go to they Auburn. They were both trying to go, <laughs> <laughs> And And, uh, you know, David Shaw resigned. I don't know if anybody saw that. He resigned last night after the Stanford game. He resigned, said he didn't want to coach anymore. Uh, he might he might do TV. I do. You guys he, just took it out of him. Yeah, well, I this. mean he's he, you know he's brilliant. I think he's really good. And uh, you know Stanford's a hard job. That's a difficult job, man. Oh, absolutely. And he I did mean, a great job there for a long time. Class act too. Resigned. So that if, and I mean you know he he said he wasn't getting it done and resigned. Good for him. Class act.
1: Uh, one of the names that you guys will recognize, Jake Spavita, who has been on this hot list, um, resigned from Texas State or yeah, he was Texas fired.
2: State. He was yeah. fired. Yeah. Oh, he's going back to the uh, he's going back he'll, to the Holgerson. He'll
3: probably go, that's why he'll probably go back to Houston. That's the first yeah. thing I texted yeah. Derek. To say he's but, going to Houston. But will will Houston hold on to Holgerson? I mean, they finished seven and five. They got beat again this past weekend.
1: Oh, Tulane. Who beat them? Tulsa. Tulsa.
3: Tulsa. Tulsa. Tulsa beat them.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, you got rid of Major Applewhite
3: uh, for going eight and four. Going eight and four, I said eight and four wasn't good enough, and now here they are, sitting at seven and five.
1: Uh, Neon Dion is rumored to be headed to possibly Colorado. Um, also, I've seen his name attached to South Florida.
4: With the job taken at Wisconsin, at Nebraska, as well as Auburn, Deion Sanders is a real possibility for West Virginia at this point. I think all time <laughs> – we are he, loving Dion. All time, Deion. WVU is a better program than Colorado, so he'll at least take the meeting. What's not to love, he's 11-0 and this season, brings his own money with him. After a difficult buyout situation, so you might be able to land on a more reasonable number. He's a perfect surefire recruiter. Um, he's getting five-star guys. Florida State commits to go to Jackson State, and he's a winner. And schematically, what more do you need? He's the greatest defensive back of all time.
3: I'll also add, if he's going to go to Colorado, I'll be shocked. Oh, he's not. That's not. Going not to Colorado. That is a complete
2: disaster. Yeah and And it's not just a disaster. if you think about the the, the environment there, they I, keep, I just don't think that is a Dion well, I mean environment. It's, it's a, there's not, it's, not enough media for him. There. I felt
1: like Georgia Tech would be more of a Dion move. yeah, them. I mean, they their job's still vacant. but uh, you think he's just leveraging this for for the boosters of Jackson
3: State to step up? I, I no, no I, mean, I think he wants to leave Jackson he, he wants to compete at the highest level. He probably in the end wants to be an NFL head coach, like his main goal. But I do think he wants to prove that he can win at every level of college on his way to the NFL.
2: I don't think he wants to go to the league, to be honest with you, because you get players, you know, and, and he's getting it now in in college. But you get so many people making so much money, they they stop listening. Something. I mean, you might not get
3: ask Jimbo Fisher about that, and he's in college.
4: <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't get
2: you don't get players to, to to buy into what you're saying when when you make money. Now it's like. You just – you got to have good players. Um, And, and again, I I know he'll get good players, but to me, I think he's more of a mentor. Like, I don't think he's – he he wants to go to that level because that mentoring aspect gets taken away. And for you to keep bringing up Dion to West Virginia, I love it, though. I love it because one of the things – I would love to have Dion here because of, I think, the culture that he would bring – to West Virginia, I mean, we already are, we already blue collar. I mean, we're blue collar and we got to, that's the Hollywood that we need. We need that Hollywood to, to take everybody from mediocre to excellence.
4: 100% he's the anti Neil Brown. Plus the transfer portal, the way that that works, you're probably going to get Travis Hunter next season. We could use a lot of help in that maybe, secondary. Maybe Shadur Sanders. And then Shador Sanders is,
3: is might be the quarterback too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be some more competition in that QB room. Well, speaking of uh, Hollywood
1: and flashy, Neil Brown, I guess his decision <laughs> decision on him will be made uh, when the AD comes, and I look for the AD to be decision to be made probably Monday or Tuesday. Um, you know what's funny is the rumor mill has kind of slowed down on that, so I'm not real sure well, what the You know what happens when
2: that. you get a win, everything goes away. You start winning, everything get, gets cured.
3: Let me also say this because I said Neil Brown should be fired. I stand by that. He should be fired. But congratulations to Neil Brown because that team never quit on him. They won for the seniors to end the season. Kudos to Neil Brown, and I hope if if he's back next year, obviously I want him to win. If not, I hope he finds another job and has success.
1: Well, if he comes back next year, West Virginia is already one and two. <laughs> They're
2: definitely that. zero and one. Yo, it, I, uh, I don't stop. believe that. You guys need to stop okay. that me. I'll
1: stop. All right. Later in the show, we're going to talk a little bit about um, about Jimbo because they won yesterday. Big upset, but we'll have more from the locker room and Michael Sussman after this.
0: The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this.
4: apparel at bestmastertailor.com.
0: At Summit Community Bank, we believe in making people our priority. We believe in personalized service and exceptional financial products and services that meet a diverse range of needs. So whether you're saving for college, first-time home shopping, planning for retirement, or managing a small business, Summit is committed to helping you live your best financial life. Visit www.mysummit.bank to learn more. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show.
4: Hello, it's Michael Sussman here with this week's Touchdown City Game Recap brought to you by Salango Law. The West Virginia Mountaineers snapped Oklahoma State's 14-game home winning streak Saturday, knocking off the Cowboys 24-19 in Stillwater. Here's WVU head coach Neil Brown after the win.
5: Played extremely hard, played physical in in about as bad a condition as you can play in. Been since 2014, since West Virginia had beaten Oklahoma State way too long. And then I think we broke a 14-game home winning streak. And there's been a lot of good football teams that have came in here and haven't been able to get it done and sit in this uh, media room. And and we were the team that got it done. And so um, proud of our staff, proud of our players. Again, I think it says a lot about not only the players but the staff.
4: West Virginia got the party started early in the first quarter, going ahead 7-0 behind this 36-yard TD run from quarterback Garrett Green.
1: How about Garrett Green? He steps on the gas, untouched, into the end zone. The sophomore scrambles his way for a West Virginia touchdown.
4: That's ESPN's Jay Alter on the call. WVU's defense would back up the effort with a scoreless first quarter. The Mountaineer D was resilient all afternoon, allowing Oak State to convert on just eight of 21 third downs. And the West Virginia Secondary was effective in the past game as it held Oklahoma State quarterback Garrett Rangel to just 178 yards on 42
5: attempts. Defensively, I think it was just gritty. Well, secondary, you know, we had guys down. They've been maligned all year and some of that fairly. but. You know, here we go, man. They made to get out of that game defending the pass. You know, we've made some improvements. We're nowhere near where we want to be, and like I said, we'll talk more about that later. But I thought we played the run really well. Kind of, kind of bent. They kind of, they hit a few. You know, we had a lot of no gains and a lot of TFLs, and, and I thought our D line showed up today.
4: Mountaineer linebacker Lee Coba was flying around a rainy surface in Stillwater as the junior transfer led the team with 13 tackles and two sacks.
0: Uh, today, I. Uh... I got my sacks in Rover. I usually come out at the game in Rover, but since Jared was injured, I stayed in for Rover this week. So, I, I mean, I was
2: just going hard, you know, and trying to get home. So, it worked out.
4: Oklahoma State got on the board early in the second quarter when tailback Brennan Presley found the end zone from four yards out. And then the Cowboys would move ahead 10-7 to just before the half as Tanner Brown nailed a 22-yard field goal. That score was set up by a 43-yard completion to Brayden Johnson, during which Mountaineer DB Malachi Ruffin celebrated prematurely
5: after whiffing on the coverage. I can't explain that one. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. I know he made two nice plays on the deep yeah. balls in the last drive. I wish I could explain that one. I, I, I can't explain the unexplainable.
4: Trailing 10-7, to West Virginia would start the second half with backup quarterback Nico Marchiol at the helm after Garrett Green was knocked out early due to a potential head injury. Marchiol was a highly touted four-star prospect coming into the year, and here is what he had to say on taking the field for the first time in a meaningful situation.
5: Just get the job done, just simple, uh, you know, whatever, Whatever the conditions were, obviously, not the ideal conditions for for a quarterback out there. But whenever it matters, it matters. So uh, I just knew I had to come in and and uh, get the job done. Just get the ball to the playmakers. Just making my job easy. Just getting the ball to the to the people who can you know be special with it.
4: WVU's offense struck first in the second half as tailback Jalen Anderson broke off a 54-yard TD run to go ahead 14 to 10 early in the second quarter. AND ANDERSON WOULD BREAK FREE AGAIN JUST A FEW MINUTES LATER TAKING IT TO THE HOUSE FROM 57 YARDS OUT. IT WAS A CAREER DAY FOR ANDERSON AS THE RED SHIRT FRESHMAN FINISHED WITH 155 YARDS AND TWO TOUCHDOWNS.
0: THEIR INTERIOR IS VERY GOOD, SO WE KNEW IT WAS GOING TO BE A BATTLE, BUT you know, I JUST FOUND A LITTLE HOLE AND ENDED UP POPPING THROUGH AND TAKING IT TO THE HOUSE. Man, I've been waiting to see that for a long time. So, you know, it was just a dream come true, honestly.
5: Uh, Jalen Anderson, who who we really like, you know, and we've talked about him a lot the last two weeks. He's come, he's come on and, and he's got a bright future. He's got to continue to mature, but I think he showed some real signs, and you know that uh, he's got a patient running style, but he was able to break two big ones. In just his first
4: game, Nico Marchiol showed his medal leading WVU to a road win in brutal conditions.
5: You know, I'm glad our fan base got to see that. People are going to watch this and go, wow, why didn't you play him earlier? Well, to me, like, here's the problem. This is some of why we didn't play Garrett really early, too, is, is if you play guys before they're ready at that position, if you play them before they're ready, man, and things don't go well, you may never get them back as far from a confidence standpoint. And he went out there today in the second half fully confident. And we motioned it shifted a bunch, which puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Thought he handled the four-minute situation pretty decent.
4: With a two-point lead going into the fourth quarter, the Mountaineer defense pitched a shutout the rest of the way to help salt away an eventual 24-19 win. The Mountaineers wrap up the campaign with a 5-7 overall record, but Coach Brown was staying in the moment following a big-time victory.
5: It hadn't been the year we wanted. Um, it's not the, really the time to reflect. You know, we'll talk about, we'll do something post postseason and kind of reflect and talk about that. But today is about uh, this win and coming on the road to do it. From the Oak State perspective,
4: the once top 10 ranked Cowboys finished the year at 7-5. and five. Mike Van Gundy postgame.
3: Defensively, we, we, we gave up two big runs. Uh, we actually rushed the ball better. Um, on offense, but we gave up um, two big runs in the third quarter, which everybody knows um, that was uh, an issue. Overall, um, you know, it was, it was a tough one for us. We They made a few more uh, plays than we did, and they called a few more uh, successful plays than we did.
4: Thanks for listening. This has been Michael Sussman with your Touchdown City Game Recap brought to you by Salango Law.
0: The Touchdown City Show will be back
5: right after this. This is the sound of a rodent escaping from your mouse traps. This is the sound when you see him running in your home. Did you know, for every rodent you see, there could be hundreds you don't. There could be one in your kitchen cupboard, another under the fridge. Chances are you don't want to know where the rest are hiding. Since 1963, Alford Home Solutions has been the local name you trust for pest control service. For a free estimate, visit alfordhomesolutions.com. It's
1: our liquidation event at Todd Judy Ford.
0: We have just repriced 97 vehicles below market value for immediate liquidation.
1: We have cars, trucks, and SUVs in all price ranges available immediately.
0: And you can start the process right from your phone. Just go to our website or Facebook page to chat with our team.
1: We can send you a link to appraise your own trade using Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer, and we can send you an application for financing.
0: And financing is available for all credit types. Just go to ToddJudyFord.com and see for yourself. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show.
1: Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio with Michael Sussman, Derek Bailey, and also the GOAT, Avon Coburn. And don't forget, this show is sponsored by our friends at Selengo Law. My good friend, Ben Selengo. Thanks, Ben, for taking good care of us this year. We appreciate that, buddy. All right, let's get into it because now we're down to the final week. We've gone through rivalry, rivalry week spit it out and now you got championship week which man can make and break your your team if you lose in the championship mm-hmm. for some teams it will keep you out for some teams it'll keep you in so final four coming into Thanksgiving weekend was Georgia Michigan Ohio State and TCU Michigan or Michigan handled Ohio
3: State again in Columbus so they are out it was sunny though there was no snow. Ohio State didn't have the flu. I mean, I don't know what happened. The better team won again. <laughs> I mean, last year it was because of snow. That's what I read.
2: It was, was it because of snow. Snow. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was It was because of the weather. But Ohio State is all the way out. They got beat but up again.
3: You, you can't put them in, in, in. My personal opinion, if it came down to Ohio State against Alabama, even Alabama with two losses, I'd put Alabama in.
1: Well, you know Georgia's in. Georgia, well, Michigan,
3: and TCU, in my opinion, have already, they're in. Whether yeah. they win or lose next weekend, no, I think they're TCU.
2: in. TCU. If TCU loses, they're not in. Th- they're going to find a way to get. If you know,
3: TCU loses, though, I'm going to ask us, who, who do you put in ahead of them?
2: I mean, I, I, I would say Alabama. I mean, I just
3: can't see two lost Alabama getting in ahead of TCU. Now, if USC loses, I can see Alabama sneaking in, or. I mean, I don't know why they put Ohio State in after that beating they took yesterday, but one of those two I could see sneaking in there. It, the only way I could see TCU not making it is if Kansas State comes out there and just lays the woodshed to them like fifty-six to ten. I mean, I just have a hard time believing that TCU would be left out of this. My
1: thing is, I am convinced that the committee, ESPN,
3: oh, they want Disney,
1: ratings. they want Alabama. Even if they could. Even if they could. That's why they were they well, were probably hating the fact that Clemson got beat. And they hate the mm-hmm. fact that LSU got beat. They were dying
3: to put these who, other teams in the head Two Who are people – who are, like, diehard college fans watch anybody. Like, I'll sit down and I'll watch anybody play. I don't care who it is. But a casual college football fan is going to sit down and they're going to be like, well, Georgia's playing TCU. I'm not even watching that. Georgia's going to beat them to death. Mm-hmm. Now, if you sit down and say, oh, Georgia's playing Southern California – I'm gonna watch that. That's two blue bloods. They don't want TCU. I mean, I know they don't. But if you leave TCU out of this, you can't. As, that's what I'm saying. At what point? But if they lose, you can't, if, they, if lose, they win, if, if they, they win, they're in. Yeah, I think. I think they're in no matter what.
2: I don't. I, I mean, and you just, you just felt that. Listen, listening to the games yesterday, if. TCU loses. They kept talking about it. You know, if they lose, you know, who, you know, who's going to go. I'm like, why are y'all talking about this team losing? Well, two weeks ago, they
1: were talking about, even if they win, they still were asking the question, would the Tennessee's of the world or the Clemson's of the world, jump them Mm -hmm. at at an undefeated with a big 12 record championship. They were talking about these blue bloods jumping them
3: in 2014. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In 2016, I believe it was TCU was left out of the playoff. It was 14, for Ohio State, TCU lost one game at Baylor, sixty-one to fifty-eight. At the end of the year, they were ranked number four. Going into the the last weekend of the season, they beat Iowa State. Seemingly funny, they beat them like sixty-two to three, and they dropped them to the fifth spot. If they do that to TCU again this year, if I was TCU, I'd just, I'd pretty much just tell, I'd tell the bowl season, I'd be like, I'm not coming to your bowl game. We're going NAIA. Yeah, I, I would, go, I would go play. In, I would go <laughs> play in playing you <laughs> I would go play in the FCS. Not I mean,
2: in the Who, uh, FCS wants to play
4: down. Let me ask you this though. If if the scenario does play out the way we're talking about it, TCU stubs its toe, loses the the Big 12 championship game, do you honestly think Ohio State is deserving of making it over Bama who's lost two really he's really tight gonna, ball games? He's two, not going to put Ohio two State two point in. It, regardless.
3: Hang on, I said I said yesterday if Ohio State Michigan was close, I thought they both deserved to get in. If it was close. If it was close, Michigan played without Blake Corum. They played without their most effective pass rusher most of the day. And they beat Ohio State into the ground. And everybody will say, well, that game was only a one-score game going to the fourth quarter. I agree with that to an extent. But you still play four quarters, and they got beat 28-3 in the second half. If the game would have ended like 45-41, sure, I've got no issue with it. You can't lose by 22 points. Alabama's lost two games to two top ten teams by combined four points. Mm Mm-hmm. Last play of the game both both times. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I would say Alabama deserves to go ahead of Ohio State. I mean, and if you look at Ohio State's resume, you can say, well, they've beat Penn State, which is a pretty good win, and they've beat Notre Dame, which is a good win. Alabama's also beat Texas and Mississippi, which Penn State's arguably better than both of those. But like Texas and Mississippi are arguably better than Tech uh, than uh, Notre Dame. So the resume to me would be better for Alabama, and the losses, while they have more, are much closer than what Ohio State had. That's how I would view it.
2: Well, I look at it like this. I I, I hope they win because I want to see USC – I want to see them win out. And I want to – I mean, they can lose in their championship game as well. But I would love to see TCU, uh, USC, Michigan, and um, Georgia – and that, because I mean, that's just that's what it's supposed to be. If and it's, they win,
1: it's four new fresh faces. I mean, I know that Georgia's been in it over the last few
3: years, but it still seems fresh I because see, Alabama's not. I want to see Georgia against Caleb Williams. I want to see that matchup because that kid's fantastic. He won the Heisman last night, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah he, and a he, lot of people said that too. He
3: he's fantastic. I want to see that defense go against him.
2: Yeah, he remind he remind me of uh, um fifteen. What's his name um, from Kansas City? He, Mahomes. Was, he was Mahomes and everything. He, I was like, wow, this if, dude is amazing. I mean,
3: he's he's probably – he's the best quarterback in the country, in my opinion. He's better than Bryce Young, just because he's got a little more size than Young. Mm. Young's fantastic. He's better than Bryce Young. He's the best quarterback in the country. I don't know if he's the best player or not because there's so many offensive line, defensive line, all that stuff. But I want to see Georgia play Caleb Williams. Let
1: me ask you guys a question. Does a good win outweigh a bad loss? No. Okay. If you lose – Let's I'm, use, talking, I'm, I'm thinking tennessee let's use oregon for I'm example just at
3: let's use oregon for example say oregon ran the table and finished 12 and 1 their only loss was 49 to 3 is that a good loss i mean if you if you say well we're going to give them the four seed and they get to play georgia but who Indiana, are their
1: good wins well they have beat. they would be they've been beaten
3: us yeah in the championship and then ucla oregon state uh washington utah teams like that they'd had some good wins but when you lose 49-3, to nobody wants to watch that again. Right. I mean, like, you know, Michigan got crushed last year by Georgia, and I don't know if that happened again, but, like, if they go in there and get crushed again, it's like the Notre Dame yeah, thing. Yeah, that's going to happen again. The Notre Dame thing. <laughs> the Notre Dame thing, though, that I always preach about, about how Notre Dame yeah. doesn't belong in these games. No one wants to go in and sit and watch Notre Dame get beat 34-3. to so, And that's what happens to them every time.
4: To your point, does Alabama having Bryce Young give them a better shot?
3: I think so, because – I mean, he won the Heisman last year. I do think he's very good. Alabama has better players than one hundred and twenty other, one hundred and thirty other teams. The only one that probably has better players than them is Georgia.
2: I'm, I agree with you. I, I, I think a bad loss is is way worse than a than a. Than All right. A, so
1: real quick, we'll, we'll go know. around the horn. Who 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 do you predict in the Final Four, Michael?
4: I think we're going to get that perfect scenario. Finally, see what Avon was talking about distributing it amongst the conferences. Uh, so I think it's going to shake out perfectly. Georgia one, Michigan two, um, in the three spot, undefeated TCU, and then USC winning next week and rounding it out.
3: Mine's the
2: exact same. I, I hope it comes out that way. That's that's, that's I mean that's the hope because that's who I want as well. Because I, and I want to see I want to see uh, TCU play Michigan.
3: And if you're also the Big Twelve and Pac-12 you make sure USC and TCU win. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I'd like to see that match up Again, some fresh faces.
1: Um, and it's really not even arguable who the top four is if they win out the way they're supposed to. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, when we come back, we're going to go around the horn, talk a little bit about what happened around college football this weekend. We'll do all that after this.
0: Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. Small business owners' dreams come true and larger corporations grow. What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender, member FDIC.
4: You've been in an accident. It's time to call Warner Law Offices. We've recovered millions and millions of dollars for car accident victims. Don't settle for the insurance company's low offer. Call us today. No upfront cost, free consultation, and no fees until we win your case. Warner Law Offices, when you need justice. Bobby Warner,
0: now's the time. Call 345-6789. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show.
1: Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show presented by Selengo Law. Don't forget, go over and visit our friends at Sports Fans, Sports the S, Fans Within the WV.com. Use the promo code TDC10 for a 10% discount. Again, that's Sports Fans, Sports the S, Fans the WV.com. All right, Michael, what happened in college football this weekend?
4: For the second straight year, Michigan trounces Ohio State in the game, a 45-23 to 23 win for Jim Harbaugh. Y- your all's thoughts, uh, another physical beatdown from the Wolverines.
3: <laughs> I'm surprised Ryan Day still has a job. I can't believe they haven't fired him yet. He's 45-5, and five, but he's lost two in a row. Listen to this, Homer. No, what
2: I'm dead are you serious. talking about, man? Hey,
3: he's won 90% of his on, games. Off. They will fire If they lose next year, I'll say it right now. Okay, if they lose, but that's
2: not too – come on, bro. That, yeah. They,
3: they, they Go read their message boards. Them I already crazy. know it. They're crazy. I know it, but They're crazy. But that's, you that's, you that's heard it. what I said
1: earlier. Uh, Gundy, let the fans call for it well, on fourth down. I you mean, can't listen to that nonsense.
3: Fans I mean. is – that's short for fanatic. I, I, I'm just telling you how, but they take that game serious. I
2: know they do. I mean that that game kind of sets the tone on who who makes it to the show. Well, because I mean, at they, the end of the day, that's that's what it is. They'd mm-hmm. rather
3: go one and eleven and win that game than be eleven and one and lose. That's where they are right now.
1: <laughs>
3: that's where they are right now. Let's be real. That's where they are they right need now. To stop. Well, I mean, I agree. I, I'm just saying, I'm surprised he still has I'm surprised he still has a job. I'll
1: be honest with you. I actually texted a friend of mine at Columbus and said, "Don't sweat it. It's Ohio State by 10. I, I I really am a Marvin Harrison Jr. fan. I thought he was going to go ham in that he, game. He
3: did. He had seven for 120. No, a touchdown. I'm talking
1: like 220, 220 and four touchdowns. I just I couldn't imagine. I just didn't think Michigan had what it took to cover him,
3: and they found a way, man. They found a way to stop him on on offense. He could have. He could have went for 220. Still wouldn't matter when you can't stop the run. You can't stop the run. That's I true. mean they ran for 242 yards in the second half.
4: Okay. Only gave up 3 points.
3: Yeah.
4: Rivalry weekend did not disappoint yesterday. A few upsets across the country. NC State winning 30 to 27 over UNC. What y'all think of that one?
3: North Carolina's awful on defense. <laughs> they are awful. They are no, they're really bad on defense because North Carolina State, I think they were playing a true freshman quarterback that, like the fourth string. Mm-hmm. They're really bad on defense. Uh I'm not surprised that North Carolina State won because they do have a nasty defense in their own right. And that uh, was a great game. They scored there with no time left. You know, tied the game, sent it to overtime. And Exciting then, game. Yeah, it was a great game. I missed that one. I didn't get it a chance was, to it, was, it. Fri- it. was Friday. It was Friday night. It was Friday, yes. Yeah,
1: Van West Virginia's own Tony, Tony Gibson, Gibson dialing it up on defense. Um, I thought that uh, NC State – Knocking him off in, in Chapel Hill was was fun to watch. And that's just part of that's what's great about college football.
3: Well that's because NC the North Carolina quarterback pretty much called all the NC state people like stupid stupid. Basically. He basically called them stupid in his own words. Yeah.
4: And then a little bit of sunbelt action on the recap this week. James Madison blasting Coastal Carolina forty seven yeah. to seven. The chanteliers might need the cat in the house guy back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we need some dogs. <laughs> uh what what happened there? Did McCall get hurt? I mean, I'm floored by that score. He must not have played.
1: You know, I get up in the mornings and watch the highlight packages at ESPN, Uh, and it was only 47 seconds, so I just kind of skipped it. I was just blown away by the score. JMU, you know, Signetti's got it rolling up there. Um, I look for him to get a job in the next few years. Um, I'm shocked by the score. The, I, I don't know what happened. I think
3: it. it's their first year, the and yeah. yeah, and they're nine and three. I think, which you know, one of their losses is Marshall, and I think their quarterback was out for the game against Marshall. And uh, but that score surprises me. I, McCall has to be hurt. There's got to be something wrong well, with you. No, other. you know,
2: I watched it. I, I watched some of the game, and, and um, no, he it, it, it was dropping dimes. Yeah, um, but it just they just was running the ball. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> And now to the Egg Bowl, Ole
4: Miss and the Fighting Kiffins knock off Mississippi State, twenty-four to twenty-two. Just, just how about the win and the headlines that Lane's made down the stretch?
1: <laughs> well, again, we talked about it earlier. You know, the Fighting Kiffins. You know, he he really played them like a fiddle. I mean, I, I got to take my hat off to this clown. He's been left on a tarmac, and people just continuously want to pay this guy.
3: I mean The great thing to me is that's gotta be the most like colorful coaching matchup of two rivals in the country. That's Kiffin against Leach. That's two that's just awesome. I mean ki Leach is always good for a crazy quote and Kiffin's Kiffin. I mean he's he's fantastic. His Halloween,
1: but, his Halloween quote I sent you back in October when he's talking about all the candy. Did, he's a lunatic. Oh, did, well did <laughs> you yeah, see Kiffin?
3: did you see Kiffin? He's got a Twitter for his dog. And he tweeted something about when they when Alabama was coming, and he said his grandpa staying for the weekend, talking about Nick Saban.
4: <laughs> and then Texas A and M upsets number five LSU. I was really impressed by A and M's performance in this one. The Aggies
2: controlled a lot of that game. Your all's impressions. Uh-huh. I, I knew there was a whole lot of money on that field. I'm like, man. Why are these guys not winning? They got all this money. I mean, and then they just realized it clicked. Hey, it's time to play now. <laughs> sometimes,
3: sometimes Avon said something earlier in this show about money being a motivating factor and things like that. Sometimes I, th- I feel like some of these players and teams even, they don't play unless they feel challenged. Like, it feels like Texas A&M showed up against Alabama. Texas A&M showed up against LSU. It's like when they were challenged, they showed up. Now, granted, they did lose to Alabama. But, like, maybe it's one of those things. Like, Jimbo's a good X's and O's coach, good recruiter and all that stuff, but he's not a good motivator.
1: One of the things that really pissed all of their fan base off was the fact that they spent a ton of money on recruits. But, Avon, you can, you can you know, talk about this. It comes down to experience. And you've never seen a bunch of freshmen and sophomores walk on the field and beat an experienced football team these kids that took all this money are are pretty young. I mean, their older their older class is getting paid as well, but you, you can't level. expect a bunch of freshmen. They're pretty young down
2: there. It's not going to happen because they haven't seen the game. I mean, you you don't have so many, you know, Bryce Youngs that can come in and play right now. It doesn't matter how how much money you pay a kid that's never seen the speed of this game, and they expect them to catch it like that because that's not going to happen. I watched the Maurice Carrett thing. There aren't very many Maurice Carretts that's going to come in mm-hmm. and play right now and have an impact the way he did. So, along those lines, you know, money is a great motivator, but if you don't necessarily know what you're doing, it doesn't matter how much money you got. I mean, it's it's crazy to 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 see that they're giving these kids this money and I hate that they're giving it all to them right now. They need to do it the way I told them to do it. You know, give them, you know, 30 grand a year. And then put the rest of it away. They don't graduate. They don't get until they graduate.
3: And the other thing, too, I'm going to touch on with talking about the recruiting just because you have five star players doesn't mean you have a five star culture. Mm. I think some of these teams that get, they don't get, it's not that they're not getting talent, but they'll get a lot of four star guys and some highly ranked three star guys, and they'll beat those teams with the five stars. It's because mm. the cultures of their program that's overtake the culture of the five star entitled player. Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah, I mean, the, the prime example of that is Rodriguez. Not to keep bringing it up, but, but he was the king of that.
2: Yeah, he he'll take a three star and make you a make you a make you feel like a winner. And I mean, every he did it the right way. He brought he had a staff that that embodied hard work. And and again, if you not a I don't I, I don't care if you are a five star. If you're not working, you're gonna get called out. You're gonna be felt to be like a coward. And it just sinks it. Those five star players, you know, when he got to Michigan, he realized it didn't matter if they were a five-star player, if they didn't have the mentality. Mm-hmm. Michigan's mentality was totally different. They had a, a, a culture of one way, and he was bringing in a different mentality, and they just didn't buy in.
1: Well, it goes back to this. A friend of mine in Pittsburgh, his is Mike Staines, he, he's a musician. and when he was, And he is still a 30-year musician, made a living being a musician. And he's had members in and out of his band over the last 30 years. And his saying is always, you have to be this tall to ride this ride. And if you're not this tall, you're not getting on this ride. Mm-hmm. And even with this show, the people I have in this room, I felt the same way when I put together this group of people. These are people I can count on. And if you don't have that culture and that mentality, you got to be this tall to ride this ride. Right. And that's just what has to happen at a and I don't know if they have enough guys this tall.
3: Well, right. well and if they don't, they'll all hit the transfer portal. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what. The, that's the way to go now. Come on, like, Neil Brown. That's why it's hard to build a team is because these kids, if they don't play first game of the season, well, I didn't start, I'm – I'm out of here. I'm out
2: of here. And that's the culture that that needs to that's, be built like yes. cuz these kids if you watch those all-star games they're like hey, I'm going to play 3 years, you know, I'm I'm the next 3 yeah, years three I'm going to play for, you know, Alabama. And that mindset is saying, if I don't come in and play right now, it's a wrap for me. And when they don't play, now they're mentally already beat. And now they got to restart because that's the first real adversity these kids have.
3: And, and I hate to tell them, and I'm not trying to knock these kids or anything, but, like, the you used Alabama as the example. And I'll just say, let's say it's a running back. I'm going to play three years at Alabama. Well, dude, i got news for you. There's five of you at Alabama already, so right. you better be better than all five of them. And, and that's not. And right. it, and, it never and no, happens that way. And
2: there's no experience, so, yeah. no, that's not going to happen. It never happens.
1: So – it sucks. Well, it is basketball season, and there's a lot going on. So next week, we're going to be talking a little bit more. Everything will be settled next week when we come back in. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, for the listeners, thanks for checking out the show this week. Uh, don't forget, we'll archive this, and there's a podcast version. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast because you can check out Chill Sun with Avon Coburn. That'll drop on Thursday morning. But for the guys here in the studio, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll see you next week on the Touchdown City Show.
0: To hear more of the Touchdown City Show, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, or Spotify. The Touchdown City Show is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail. Get your Touchdown City Podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.